How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hi, thanks for downloading the latest episode of the Coming Out Tapes. This is a really interesting episode with a colleague of mine, um, Amanda, um, and we talk about their gender identity and uh, sexuality. Since recording, Amanda has um, found a, a new, better way of sort of expressing their relationship with their gender um, and uh, sent me a message to say that uh, that she now identifies as everything um, and he uses all pronouns sort of interchangeably um, often in the same sentence and so I've just recorded this little intro bit to add that new piece of information um, onto the episode. Another quick heads up before the episode starts uh, which is that you might notice a couple of minutes in that um, the pitch of both mine and Amanda's voices drop uh with with no no real uh like reason as to why that is the case i'm not sure what happened there some kind of technical thing that i didn't notice during the recording and only noticed when editing um i have sort of done a little bit of of editing on the pitch to bring the the two changes in pitch uh, closer together and it's also not very noticeable like you'll notice it when it happens but then as the, the episode goes on I don't think that you'll rem- like it won't seem weird for the rest of the episode and I am perfectly happy leaving it in because we both talk about being non-binary and different types of gender expression um, and obviously pitch of voice is one of those ways that you might express your gender so I think it's it's quite fitting that that changes over time so it's gonna be a really interesting episode that's the quick update um Whilst I'm recording an intro, uh, the other thing that I wanted to say was that I've um, been looking at the numbers um, of people who are listening and uh, seem to have sort of like a steady number of people who are downloading and subscribing to the episodes, and that's really lovely. Um, but I would like to offer a little award for some um, advertising on y- your parts. Uh, if everyone were to go away this week and ask a friend to download the podcast or subscribe to the podcast um 
then that would that would make a, a really big impact on the numbers. And um, I was thinking that if maybe we could increase the number of listeners um, by, let's say, 20% of what it is now in the next week, then I will release a bonus episode. So then you'll get three episodes in a row. So I'll check back in um, on the the numbers for next Thursday um, and if if they've increased by enough then I'll release an extra episode so if you could go away and, and tell each of your friends like or just one friend if every one of you could tell one friend to listen to the, the episode that would make a big difference and I would really appreciate it and in return give you a really interesting interview with Karen Fish who is just a phenomenal performer an all-round great person who recorded a really a really interesting interview with me so that's the that's the prize for all of you collectively if you could do some some advertising for me and um, but yeah enjoy this episode i hope you find it as interesting as i did to record You are listening to The Coming Out Tapes, an audio archive of LGBTQ stories. I am your curator, Karis Bradley. Great. Um, Welcome to another episode of The Coming Out Tapes. Today I am joined by Amanda, um, who is someone that I volunteer with. It's very, very cool and interesting and has very kindly decided to share a bit about their life with us today. So we'll kick off, as usual, um, by handing straight over to you and asking, like, how um, do you identify and who are you? Hiya. Um, so I'm Amanda. Um, I identify as a non-binary queer person. Um, I am currently studying to be um, a counsellor. Um, so I'm trying to sort of teach as many people as I can about um, all things queer. So um, both in terms of non-binary and queer, those are two identities that people have quite personal definitions for. So what do those two words mean for you in terms of your identity? So for me, non-binary relates to um, the fact that I don't necessarily um, identify with the binary ideas around uh, male and female. Um, So I'm somewhere in the middle. Sometimes I gravitate more towards one end of the spectrum and then I'll change on another day or partway through the day. Um, It's quite um, interesting. (laughs) Um, And then with regards to queer, um, I use that because um, I feel like it's the least restrictive word, Um, partly to do with the fact that my gender is so fluid, um, but then also to do with the fact that the people that I am attracted to, um, it's not you know, that's not fixed either. Um, And also I quite like how powerful that word is as well. So um, in terms of these words that you use to describe yourself, um, how, when did you first sort of start to use them? Um, And uh, were they the first words that you started to use? Or have you tried out different ones and then uh, found these ones through sort of a bit of uh, experimentation? It has definitely been um, an experimentation for sure. So when I first um, realised that I wasn't straight, um, I initially came out as bisexual. 
Um, and then I also started to realise that I wasn't particularly uh, attracted to men generally. I was finding that I was more attracted to women. So I then began to identify as a lesbian, um, which I, that was how I labelled myself for quite a, quite a few years. Um, and then that then changed to referring to myself as gay rather than lesbian um and I'm not sure what the change in that was at the time um I just stopped the word lesbian just stopped resonating with me um and then it was when I was having a conversation with my little sister about my gender um that was when I first started to to sort of explore that so the conversation that I had was quite interesting so it, it started um with us just just discussing uh, how it is that we view ourselves and um I made a comment where I said that I don't really I don't feel I don't feel like a woman and then it was kind of like and I felt indifferent towards towards that and uh, and then it took me a little while to explore that a little bit further. Um, and yeah, that's when I started to to explore other other labels. Um, in terms of queer, that's something that's been a fairly recent development. Um, I guess because because of the difficulties that there are that, um, in terms of. So because um, I know that there is uh, a lot of people who are offended by the word queer and that is something that I used to also be offended by. Um, I sort of stayed stayed away from, from using that word. Um, and then when I explored it a bit more and looked into um, the, the political power that that word has um, and that it is more of an umbrella term... Um, yeah, I started. I started using that. Do you remember when? Do you remember the first time that you read about not like being non-binary or being gender fluid? Like, did that um, education come before or after you started questioning your own gender? Because I know with me, I like felt very uncomfortable with identifying as a woman, and then. I read an article about all of these people who identified as gender fluid and then I was like, oh, that is the... And that was my light bulb moment. So did it happen that way around for you or did you... Were you already in that place where you were sort of trying to understand yourself better and then found the words that fit? Um, I think for me it was... um... I'd I'd kind of I'd I'd basically forever and ever and ever known that... I just don't identify as a woman. So it's quite quite a funny story from my childhood. Um, So when I was probably about six or seven, um, there was a kids TV show around called Wizardora. And she was a, she was a witch. And I absolutely loved that TV show. And um, I was very much a tomboy when I was a kid. And uh, I actually wrote a letter to Wizardora asking her for a penis. Um, so I think it it was that, you know, the, the ideas of, like, 
being a girl um, and what that means were, and the fact that I didn't, I don't know, I was just, I think it's quite interesting that it was obviously present from when I was quite young. Um, so basically, um, yeah, I did, um, I can, I, I knew that there was, I wasn't cis gender, um, but I don't, I didn't find the words out until I started having a conversation with my little sister. Um, so my little sister knows a lot about gender, so they identify as a non-binary as well. Um, so it was kind of, Melissa was using a lot of, a lot of language and I was learning a lot th- through them. Um, and then I started exp- just, I just started researching it a lot more, um, Non-binary wasn't the first word that I fell upon. And to be honest, sometimes as well, um, I don't necessarily identify as non-binary. Sometimes it's more gender flux um, that that resonates more with me. Um, Yeah, so it's quite quite complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What pronouns do you use? Yeah, um, I use they, them. I get like a bit of gender euphoria when someone correctly pronouns me. Um, and, but, you know, she, her is a thing. It's not necessarily how it is that I would want everybody to um, refer to me as. Um, but I have, I have noticed that like with my family, I find it quite odd if they refer to me as they, them. Um, and I like being known as a sister and being known as an auntie um, and I do, that's quite interesting and I'm not, I'm not sure um, I'm not sure what that difference is um, but I just kind of I just go with it. Do you think that it's maybe because you sort of identify with the cultural roles of those things so because you have like a personal experience with them particularly in relation to the people like you feel as though you can play that role and it's not really it doesn't put you in a box about how you have to behave and see yourself in terms of your gender yes (laughs) basically yes you hit the hit the nail on the head so when did you first come out both in terms of your gender identity and your sexuality so I guess um, sexuality uh, was when I had my first sexual experience um, with a woman and that was with my best friend who is still my best friend in the entire world um, and uh, yeah it was it was pretty much wonderful um, and then after that I came out to my friends um, as bisexual initially so this was when I was in uh, college so I was about 16, 17-ish um, a lot of them didn't care at all um, half of them had already guessed um, one of my best friends um, she had a bit of difficulty around it um, and I don't think she necessarily thought that I was being serious um, which was quite it was quite difficult at the time. Um, it felt as though I had to hide that from her. Um, but we have, we are still 
really, really, really good friends now. Um, and she has apologised for that. Um, and we just fre- frequently talk about um, LGBT issues. She's very open um, loves to learn about things that she doesn't necessarily have like a personal experience of. Um, and then after that, I then came out to my two sisters. Um, so my older sister and my... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Sister, and they were both wonderfully accepting. Um, and then a couple of years later, so this were um, probably around the age of 21, um, I then came out to my mum and dad. Um, I was terrified of that, completely terrified, um, more so of telling my dad. Um, because um, so I am mixed race so my dad is Malaysian Chinese and uh, my mum is white and my dad has always been quite traditional in his views um, coming from like a Malaysian Chinese background Um, so I I just had these ideas about how it was that he was going to react and I couldn't shake them Um, but I told him on the phone and it was the day before my graduation and he was going to be meeting my girlfriend at graduation. Um, so I thought, he's proud of me now, so <laughs> <laughs> at least that might soften the blow a little bit. Um, and he didn't care, genuinely did not care. He said that... Um, he he basically said like what's it? it doesn't have anything to do with him as long as I am happy and as long as the person that I am with makes me happy then that's that's all that he cares about. Um, I told my mum and my mum said uh, it's about time that you told me. I knew that you weren't straight when you asked Wizardora for a penis, <laughs> um, which was uh, yeah that was that was quite quite funny. Um, and yeah, I then came out to my brothers again. They didn't care. My oldest brother bought me a coming out cupcake. And my other brother, um, he didn't know what to say and just said congratulations. And then that that was it. Um, so that was all coming out as, uh, as gay. Um, in terms of my gender, 
Um, I'm not out to that many people, um, just because I find that it's a little, just because it's a little more difficult for um, people to understand, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm out to my two sisters and I'm out to the majority of my friends um and yesterday actually uh so i was given a presentation at um university on a um trans counseling service that i visited um and in that presentation i actually came out to my entire class um and that was one of the most empowering and beautiful experiences that i've had um they were all just so accepting and it yeah it was it was amazing and I, I feel I feel now as though I can um like be my true and authentic self in front of them um yeah I'm still I'm still a little bit buzzed <laughs> off of off of that experience so you said in terms of your sexuality you came out when uh you had your first sexual experience um, was that the first time that you came out to yourself or the first time that you came out to another person? And if it's the latter, like, do you know when you came out to yourself? And then also with your gender identity, do you remember the first time that you, like, said the words to yourself? That's an interesting question. Um, so it was the... It was just in terms of my sexuality, it was just the first time that I had um, come out to another person. Um, in terms of coming out to myself, um, that probably happened a good few years before. Um, I remember having the biggest crush on Cameron Diaz when she was in the mask. What? I know, I know. <laughs> um I must have, I don't know how old I was when the mask was out. I must have been super young. Um, but at that moment, I was, uh, yeah, I, I, I knew then. Um, I don't think I necessarily used, like, lesbian or gay or anything, but I knew that I was attracted to somebody who, at the time, was the, the same gender as me. Um, in terms of my gender identity um i think i came out to myself and to my little sister at the same time um i remember the 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 phone conversation that we had um when i you know when i mentioned um the fact that i don't identify as a woman and that, that just doesn't resonate with me like it feels so isolated from who I am um and then my little sister said you know have you considered the maybe the possibility that you're non-binary um and then yeah I that was when I said well I very probably am <laughs> um yeah so that was um that was quite a powerful powerful moment and it was a uh, I'm so glad that I shared it with with my sister as well. Where in your life are you out? So are you out, you've just come out to your course, are you out at work as well? Or are there like still parts of your life 
where you keep your either your sexuality or your gender identity just private um so sexuality um i'm out in pretty much all areas of my life um i think the only one where i'm not is um so there's for for my job there's sort of two parts to it so there's the office based stuff and then um there's a separate part of it where i have to go away and work with a, a different group of people um and i am out in the organization in terms of like the office work and the people that i that are in my team um but i'm not out to to the other group of people that i have to work with um just just because i don't think it is the the sort of environment to potentially spark any kind of debate around anything to do with um like queer issues um it's not the place and i also like i i have to work quite closely with those people and if they have certain views of myself and of other people uh, in in the community then i know that that is going to tarnish um how it is that I'm, i'd be able to work with them um in terms of gender identity um i'm not i'm out to certain people in my work um but i'm not out to everybody um in the organization um i'm out to yeah as i say the the majority of my friends um and my family uh, so this is my immediate family um some of them know some of them don't um extended family i think that they they don't know anything about my gender um or at least i haven't said anything to them um but in terms of my sexuality uh, i think think they i didn't verbally come out to any of them but they know through i don't know osmosis or something <laughs> um yeah so that's that so what does coming out mean to you i still need to change the ti- uh, the this question so it doesn't sound like a really lame essay but if you have any thoughts i guess for me it's um it's just about trying to live as true to myself as i possibly can um i think the experience that i had yesterday when i came out and the the euphoria that i had as a result of uh telling people what my gender is um i think that's that speaks volumes um for what it what it can do um yeah so i think yeah so living authentically um and and being true to who i am um but then also it's it's sort of enabling myself to be closer with people too um so that was something that before i came out and um to particularly my uh my dad um i was bringing partners round um and he would think that they were my friends and i mean classic classic situation um but it was i felt like i was being deceitful to him um and i felt like there was a big barrier there um and 
I also felt as though with with the partners that I was bringing back, I felt like I wasn't being true to them either. And that it somehow reflected on my opinion of them and the, the respect and the value that I have for them. Um, which, you know, that that isn't, that isn't actually the case. Um, but yeah, there, there was a lot of, there was a lot of guilt and yeah it it was it was it was difficult um and then when I did come out I felt that there was a stronger connection between me and my dad he offers me relationship advice now um which is quite quite adorable um and uh he yeah he's he has opinions on on all of my exes (laughs) that he has no problem sharing with me um and yeah, it, it it has brought me closer to a lot of people. Um, but in saying that as well, I think that it's important that you weigh up sort of how safe it is that you would feel um, with, with coming out to people um, and whether or not you are in a place where you are able to... Um, so if if you come out to somebody and they and you know the, the their response isn't particularly favorable how is it that that is going to have an impact on you as well and i think it's important to to acknowledge that and to acknowledge that in some situations and in some environments it's just it's not it's not always the best thing for you um yeah it's 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 a it's more it's a pers- it's a very 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 personal thing and I don't think that uh, whenever I've come out to somebody, it has always been with myself at the heart of it. You mentioned that like when you came out uh, yesterday and then like other times you have this sort of euphoria. Where do you think that that euphoria comes from? I think it comes from the fact that it is it is something that I feel as though I have to hide um for like safety reasons um or just because it's easier sometimes um so I think it it comes back to the whole like living authentically and when you tell somebody and they just understand it and you don't have to like lecture them or teach them or I don't know try and get them to be on your side it 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 just it kind of gives it gives me a lot of hope for the world and other people um because I, I think it's, it's quite it's quite difficult a lot of the time being a queer person um and seeing the amount of homophobia transphobia um that is out there in the world that you it's it becomes quite easy to forget that a lot of people are just going to love and accept you anyway um and so it's kind of like a smack around the face that that is possible um and yeah it's it's just it's it's beautiful (laughs) i've been walking around today just like everything seems brighter um i've just been smiling and listening to music and dancing around um the streets of London (laughs) Um, yeah
Thank you so much for listening. Um, you've been listening to me, Karis Bradley. I'd like to say a couple of thank yous to the other people who've worked on this project. So Alex Lathbridge, who has helped with the hosting of the podcast and also the compiling of, of the music that you've heard um, and to Scary Boots for creating our incredible artwork. Please subscribe review tell your friends spread the word um, and if you want to get involved and be interviewed on the podcast then there's a link um, on the website and in the bio of our, our twitter so there's a little form that you can fill out i hope you have a lovely day if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.